This is the M6P with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo. Well, Jared Mayo. It's great to great to hear from you. You too, Mr. Kirby. You too. Wow, you sound very profound. Well, it's been a, it's been a little while. We it, haven't recorded a show together since November. I had I had some rave reviews from your interview. I'm a little jealous. What? You didn't tell me about any reviews. Uh, a fan, a listener, my brother he said it was great. He said I should definitely uh, get their book. Yes, your your brother's a very wise sage person. He is a sage guy. He is a sage. So what's going on with you, man? Oh well, I, you know, you and I have a, a mutual friend, Eric, who was my roommate and in college, and he has introduced me to cryptocurrency. Oh my goodness! No, no. <laughs> No, Jared, no. <laughs> what, what? Something that Andy and Jared don't do the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes sense that he would be the one to introduce it to you. <laughs> so, so, I'm okay. guessing that cryptocurrency is not something that you're into. No, it's not. But go on, go on. I'm very, very interested to see uh, where, where this leads. Well, I don't know. I haven't hit the end of the road. <laughs> I'm still driving. <laughs> The end of the road is the poorhouse, my friend. No, it will not be. It will not be. It was. It was just. Uh, you know, we had a really good discussion, and he's been showing me some stuff. You know, I still don't understand what I'm doing. Okay. But he has walked me through some stuff, and uh, on the phone and online, and um, I've seen how much money he has made, and then how much money he's lost and made again, and and uh, so we're j- we just put in a small amount. You know, something that you know, if we lose it, we'll be okay. Sure. Yeah. It's not like we threw our, our mortgage or anything like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're just going to try it, and that's kind of what's been uh, piquing my interest lately. Okay. You reading up about it and everything? Uh, just the two that, I'm, that I've am i invested in. Can... I don't want to be like, I don't want this to consume my life and to be trading and, you know, hourly trading and stuff like that. I, I bought into two currencies. I'm going to leave my money there until it seems like a good time to get out. Okay, so can I ask a couple questions? You can, but I don't know if I'm going to have the right answers. Okay, so what are you using Coinbase? Yes. Okay, and so well, look at you. How do you know this stuff? Oh, I, I know. I know some things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so are you are you in um, are you in Bitcoin and are you in Ethereum? I'm in Ethereum. Okay. All right. And can you say what the other one is? Um, it's called Tron. Tron. Okay, I'm not familiar with that. It's an up and coming one, but According to Eric and some reading that I've done, it should move the needle. <laughs> and so can you can you tell me like the factors? Can you tell me why? Are, are you viewing this as a currency or are you viewing it as an investment? Well, I'm wondering, do we have to have a disclaimer at the beginning of our episode that the opinions related in this are not necessarily, uh, you know, representative of the company? Oh, and uh, we, do not give, we do not give financial advice only if I... <laughs> <laughs> right. Consider that your disclaimer. If you if go. any if any of you fools go out there and try to make millions of dollars like my buddy Jared did, well then uh, you know it's on you. No, this is just a way to um, Pass possibly time. do do some investing. And when you know, I set a benchmark that if if it goes to a certain amount, then that's when I pull all of it out. 
and I've made uh, a little bit of a profit, and I'm I'm, I'm done. You know, I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay, all right, right on. Um, how when you when you say you're gonna sell or when you're gonna pull out your money, is there a limit on how much you can pull out at a time? And when you do sell, is there a waiting period like two days? And then do you sell at the point that you were going to pull out or whatever the rate is at the end of the waiting period? Uh, well, if I understand your question correctly, there is no waiting period. Okay. You can pull out as soon as you want to. Uh, the cool thing is, you know, with with the crypto market, it doesn't close at five o'clock and it's not closed on holidays, on the weekend. It's 24-7. It's always going. Right. And so there aren't those kinds of delays that the that the stock market has. Right, right. Do you have, where, where, what is your concept of where your money is actually going? What, what do you mean? Well, what happens to the money? Oh, well, it's all in, it's in a currency. It's not, it's not US dollars right now, but it's attached that when I pull it out into what I've invested in and I can, and you know, Ethereum is at a, a decent level or Tron's at a decent level, then I can take that and convert it into USD. I am very interested. I want to get updates on how you're doing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Eric, at one point, he was in the positive 30 grand. <laughs> and okay. I, and he did not pull out. And, and then he went down 15. Okay. So that that's one of the things, like, let, let's be clear about it. You you don't because it's currency the definitions are a little bit different but you he's in the positive 30 grand only if he pulls out at that because Absolutely. before yeah. that it's just a number yep okay yeah. oh that's pretty yeah. impressive and I'm, I'm telling you if i hit 30 grand i'm gone you'll never <laughs> see me again <laughs> okay. wow that's pretty amazing man how about you what's what's been i know you've been a little ill what's been going on with you i have been under the weather i slept all day on sunday and all day on monday except during a conference call on monday i woke up for that <laughs> i set the i set the alarm clock at 1 40 and i was like i gotta give myself 20 minutes to wake up it was kind of a big conference call and so like I didn't even say anything in the conference call. What I did is I had one of my coworkers. I just texted him my responses because my voice was like, so (laughs) anyway, I I heard him on the call say, Andy says, the question is, what are we going to do from here? (laughs) It was a, it worked out. Okay. It was a terrible time for me to get sick too, because things at work, like, they took a they took a turn for the worst. So anyway, it was like, oh no, the bottom fell out, and now I'm on, in, in bed dying. Well, well, what what was wrong with you? Was it the flu? You know, I don't know. I don't. I didn't go to a doctor, but um, uh, headaches, hot, cold, sore, a little bit of fever, a little bit of sore throat, but that's it. Mm. Run. Uh, if you went to WebMD, yeah. you'd probably say you're dying. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we are dying. Well, you're well dying. done, WebMD. You're dying or you're pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure that's, but. Wow, that'd be awesome, though. If I were, if I were pregnant? No, it'd be awesome if you were, sir. No, but if you were pregnant, then you could quit your job and just go on talk shows and, and make lots of money. Yeah, that's the life. Talk shows. <laughs> they are, right? Hey, I wanted to ask you something. I wanted to ask you. Okay, so this whole thing with uh, Oprah and the, some award speech to this? Yeah. Okay, 
Are, are you a fan of Oprah's? I am Switzerland on Oprah. Okay, okay. You know, I mean, like, there's people, like, I'm a fan of Jennifer, of Tina, of Andy. You know, I oppose um, Hitler. other people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Hitler. Hitler's I mean, the default, right? Obviously, Axel Alonso, got it. <laughs> not that we would put him, we wouldn't put him next to Hitler. I'm not saying that. It's just... <laughs> You know, there's a it's a scale, but it's you've crossed the line into a post. Got it. But I, I guess I'm just saying there there's some people that you're just like, oh, that's a that's a person, kind of indifferent. Sure. What about you? Are you um, a huge uh, Oprahite? No, I'm not. I, I actually I actually don't know much about her. Um, but apparently, I like a lot of like her, right? Yes, she is fairly popular. Okay, so like, I don't know why. Did she write a book? She had a talk show. Um, I think she had this really big juggling act in the early '80s, no, and no, no, just no, no. kind of exploded. No, 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 no. Tell, tell, like, I know that she's lost weight and gained weight and lost weight, but I don't really know. I mean, is it, she, she's just a talk show, right? Well, she was, you know, the the biggest talk show. I mean, not literally biggest. Like, no, no shaming there. I'm saying like most popular. Okay. She was the most popular, and then she went on to to have an empire with her own TV show, TV network. I mean, she has a whole station. The oh, oh the own is is Oprah's television station. She's got magazines, and she she owns like 15% of Weight Watchers, and she's just this. She's the the female Donald Trump. Oh, I see. I didn't know any of that. Okay. Okay. So, like all this, all this talk about her running for president. How, what do? You, where's your stand on that? What do you? What do you? Well, I mean, she never said that. Right. That's true. She gave a she gave a speech, and people are like, "Oh, you know, I know that we two years ago we didn't want a, a multi billionaire celebrity to run for president, but now we do." No, what party would did everybody assume that she would run under? Because I didn't catch. That. Yeah, yeah. That I think it, they just assumed that that she is the. The alt left. Ah, uh, uh, left. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I didn't know if you were all for it or you know. I mean, everybody can give. Not everybody, but people. People can give an empowered, passionate speech, and people can get behind it. But um, I don't know what that has to do with the you know president. Like, if you just give us like, ah, oh, the president. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, well, I've been to some valedictorian speeches. Ah, the president. <laughs> Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Um, people assume that, yeah, she would be ultra liberal. But when you look at some of the things that she says, she wouldn't be. And, and I don't know, Oprah has never come out and said what she thinks on trading with Iran. You know, just yeah. has never come up. But uh, stuff like that's kind of important. You know, what uh, what is her immigration policy? What does she think about NAFTA? <laughs> you know, those kind of things. <laughs> I don't think Oprah sits at home and thinks about NAFTA. I just don't think she does. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. You're probably right. I mean, I'm just assuming she's never alluded to that. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're right. All right, all right. I just, I just wanted to run it by you. Any, anything else we should discuss before jumping in? Just real quick. You... You have a, uh, since we last recorded, I think, you have a new foster child? Yes, and I think that that has led, indirectly, mind you, to my, my, so. Let's... Oh, being sick? Yes! It's, oh. actually, it's because whenever I don't get a whole lot of sleep, my immune tanks, and, uh, yeah. you know, I learned from you recently, don't eat a bunch of sugar, so I sure. haven't, haven't been doing that. Um, but my immune system tanks because I haven't, I've been doing the nightly feedings. Like my whole goal was to make sure that Jackie 
was having a good time because it's kind of, <laughs> it, this child is a fussy, fussy baby. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. Okay. Um, there are some issues and it makes it a little bit harder. Um, and so I'm trying to make sure that she has enough rest to adequate deal with these five children now. So um, I've been doing, you know, the majority of the nightly feeding. I, it, I think it's... T- Mm, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, how old is Felicity? Isn't she your oldest? Felicity is well. Okay, so she's kind of, so I would assume she's a pretty big help around the house. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, let me mention that just real quick. So, you know, we've made this family choice and we've volunteered our kids, basically, foster. Um, but I always worry about, like, saying, okay, mom and dad have decided to foster. And now we're going to put all the responsibility on you guys, you know? And so yeah. there's this natural responsibility that has to happen. You need to to help out can you hold them um but i never want them to grow up and be like mom and dad made this choice and it took away my childhood or it or they gave me way more responsibility than i want and kind of like put that you know that sour taste in their mouth what i want to do is kind of show them like a like a good example of of living a sacrificial life living a life to show love for others um but i don't that's kind of like a fine line and it depends on the shore before them saying, yeah, that was a good idea. You know, like, um, not necessarily that they have to do it, but that was a good idea. And, and I understand where mom and dad were coming from. Whereas crossing the line would be goodness gracious. I never had time for myself. I did. I, I never got to do what I wanted to do. Mom and dad were always concentrating on the foster children. You know, they didn't give me attention, you know, so I'm trying to be trying to be a, that sounds like a tough thing to balance. Yeah. You know, like so far, very nice. And, you know, I don't just say, well, I'm going, you watch the child, you know, (laughs) I, I, so far it's like, Hey, I have to, you know, I have to go get the laundry out. Can you help me by either holding the baby or getting like one of the two? And, you know, I don't try to van of that. And I know Jackie either, but, you know, every time I ask them, even if they're nice about it, they say, oh, sure. Yeah. No, I'm always, I ask too much of them. Did I volunteer them to do this? A family decision. We did ask they wanted to do it again. Mm -hmm. They said yes. Well, with, with, because we'll get into comics. Last question. So with the last one with Steven, you had a, you were like, we can't let him go. (laughs) So do do you think that this will continue to, to be the pace for you guys? I don't. I don't, there is a, I can't say too much about that. Um, there is a, a, a good chance or a 50 chance that the parents are going to do what they do and uh, get back on their feet. And uh, we're going to have to give the child back, which we go into that knowing like this is for reunification. The whole point is give the child and give the child back when uh, the parents are good to go at the end of their performance improvement. So I think I've psyched myself into that saying, okay, I know it, I know, it, I know it, but it is going to be like a good year. So, I mean, we've, we've had them for a month. Uh, so it'll be another 11 months. We give the child back. How it goes. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. You're going to have a whole house full. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Jackie wants to buy, whew, she wants to buy like a 12 or 15 passenger van. Good. Uh, those are, I mean, they just look really cool. <laughs> so, so that's all. <laughs> do it for the aesthetics yeah yeah i might give up my red car that is dying and take the minivan and she gets the other van i don't know i don't know you, wait, shoot you man the, i don't know you still have the car that you drove up here in oh yeah we we, we talked about this yeah a long time ago i how do you still have this <laughs> no we talked about it like two months ago how do you still have it i don't get it <laughs> Hey man, the kid just keeps on going. The All paint's right. peeling and everything, and I, I drive around and people say, "You're a director at your yeah yeah." That's right. right. I'm not oh. sure if I want to work there. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Hey, it's good job security, keeping people away from your job. Right, yeah, I don't need competition. I mean, look, look, I'm basically faking it every... So, I mean, I don't need people to come in here and tell me how to do my job. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, this is the M6P. You can visit our website, the M6P.com. You can uh, email us at M6PLLC at gmail.com and at, on, on Twitter at the M6P. You can look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the M6P. We're also on YouTube and Instagram under the M6P. And you can get a hold of us and actually be on our show by giving us a call at 616-755-TINA, and we will play your message on air. All right. We are sponsored by DCB Service, Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Go there, get your pre-orders up to 40% off on all your Marvel. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. You can check them out at crpsavings.com. We're sponsored by michaelwebsolutions.com. And we're also sponsored by TheMarvelousBox.com. All right, so I wanted to jump in to a couple things here. Um, I want you to catch me up on, I'm not reading any X, but I will say I have read a ton of books over the past couple weeks. I have been thrilled to read. So I've caught up on a lot of things. I wanted to give you my takes on some things. Um, I wanted to talk about Avengers No Surrender. The first issue came out yesterday. Uh, And I wanted you to catch me up on this Jean Grey resurrection. Okay. So where would you like to start? Uh, Why don't you go for No Surrender? Because it's something I'm not reading. Okay, so... Avenger number, I believe, Avengers number 675. No, all right. So I'm going to describe this to you, and I want you to tell me if <laughs> this is something that you would be interested in, okay? Yeah. Okay. So it starts out with the lightning or human lightning. Are you familiar with this character? Uh, he was formerly known as Living Lightning. Living Lightning. Yes. yes. Okay. I was not familiar with this character. Apparently, he's on some some group called the. And a long time ago, he was he ran around with the Avengers. Okay. Wow. You know you know a lot. <laughs> it makes me wonder how you lost that Marvel Trivial Pursuit game because it didn't have any X Men <laughs> in it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta let it go. Uh, that's 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 one of my favorite one of my favorite <laughs> things. One of my favorite memories. Uh, that and karaoke in your house. Anyway, <laughs> it was it was fantastic. Okay, so Living Lightning. It just shows from his perspective, basically. Oh, I haven't been an Avenger in a long time. You know, they. I still have the card, but they haven't called me up. It's been a while. Somebody makes a comment like, "Oh, you're not even an Avenger anymore." And it's like kind of introspective. All of a sudden, the planet either gets cloaked or transported. All these giant, massive things are going on. It's like Ultimatum, right? With all mm-hmm. these tidal waves and Mount Vesuvius and all this stuff, earthquakes, volcanoes, terrible, terrible thing. And uh, they, they call all the Avengers. They call U.S. Avengers. They call the Unity Squad, which, goodness gracious, when are we getting rid of them, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Avengers and, you know, all these other people, they call them everybody who's ever been an Avenger. They activate them and they all meet. Jarvis is hurt. Oh, no, Jarvis. These new characters, Nadia, which is the long-lost child of Hawkeye and Natasha, I believe. Is that right? I did not pick up the unbeatable wasp okay. or un- whatever, un-something she Unreadable is. Unreadable wasp. Got it. Unreadable. <laughs> so somehow she's the wasp, which uh, that doesn't make sense to me, but okay, whatever. Uh, no, maybe, no, it's Hank Pym. It's not Hawkeye. Yeah, My bad. Not Pym. Hank Pym. That makes a little bit more uh, oh, also Wait, so- Occupy Avengers, Red Wolf is in it. 
instantly I'm, I'm there. I'm intrigued. So, <laughs> and then, out of nowhere, this white-haired Avenger woman descend, and they said, oh, we knew one day you would return. And she said, you know what they say, once an Avenger. And that's it. That's the end of the book. So I think that this is going to go on for four issues, I think. No. No? It's 16. <laughs> it's 16 issues? <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, it, it goes through all those titles that you mentioned, the U.S. Avengers and all that stuff. Oh, see, I was looking for a checklist, but I didn't see a checklist. Okay. Yep. Okay, so. <laughs> see, this is, if this is such a big deal, I kept reading it. I was like, wow, this seems like a huge deal. This is a, this is a big deal, the whole earth. And I was like, how come this isn't its own title? How come No Surrender isn't its own title? Now, let me tell you, going into this, before I ask you, going into this, I thought it was about the Hulk coming back from space okay is that have anything to do with one of the preview pictures well i mean it is a 16 part event so more stuff is going to happen but one of the preview pictures is a hulk uh returning like the bruce banner hulk okay okay so i didn't make that up out of no uh -uh. okay all right so given what i told you is this something you would be interested nah i'm good (laughs) why not yeah the so i after you had told me what we were going to be reviewing. I grabbed the issue and just to thumb through it. I did not read it, but I just thumbed through it. And just looking at it, like, who who are these people in this book? What, what happened to the Avengers? <laughs> these are, like, the annoying Avengers. These are characters I don't care about. Uh, so it was really just even flipping through it. I didn't find myself attached to very many of the the folks I saw inside of the book. Now, Captain and, America did show up, but I don't think he's on the Avengers, right? Yeah, him and him and Black Panther. I saw you know towards the end of the the thing, but when you open up to that double page spread of all the Avengers together, I'm like who are these people? I, I just don't know who they are. But I think the whole premise really is what kind of puts me off is. You know these world, these these things happening in the worlds, these Earths being destroyed or whatever. Didn't we just do this a couple years ago in Secret Wars? That's what I thought too. I I I, I was thinking that too. I, I was like, okay, all right, all right. We're doing this whole big thing. And as I was reading and flipping the pages, I was like, I wonder if they could ever just have an event like that's a really bad or <laughs> or yeah. maybe an event where you know. The rest of the world doesn't know it. Like, that you don't have to shoehorn into continuity. Yeah. Yeah, the, and the whole thing with this, um, what's her name? The the uh, white-haired chick. I forget her name. I, it didn't say it. Oh, but she has a name, and I'm blanking on it at the moment. That that It's kind of like the century all over again. Ah, oh, that kills me. Now, did they do that on purpose? The title, the, the title art, the logo looked like that. Well, I mean, maybe. We don't know. We don't have all six. Voyager. Her name is Voyager. Um, we don't have all 16 parts yet, so, you know, who knows? If Hulk is coming back, maybe Sentry will come back, too. I don't know. Yeah, but, you... but no, Sentry is back. Yeah, yeah. In the, he is back. Yeah, the Loki. You're right, yeah. Doctor Strange. I read that. Hmm. Seems what like a you... waste to bring him back. <laughs> it seems like a waste. He could have probably shown up in Squirrel Girl and had as much impact. Right, yeah. Why do that? Ugh, ugh. It hurt. <laughs> what did you, you, so you read the whole issue word for word. You know, when you closed the last page, were you excited about the next 15 parts? <laughs> oh, of, of, of No Surrender? Yes. I, I didn't, first of all, I only thought there were three left. <laughs> so I thought, I could do this. I could do this. 
But now I'm questioning, uh, you know, why did I start? Um, it, the art wasn't bad, but there are, there are a ton of characters I just care about. That's the one thing. Like, I don't care about the Falcon. I don't care about this new red Hulk guy on the U.S. Avenger. The red mustache guy? Yeah. But, like, who is he? And how come, how, like, how come Iron Patriot is somebody new? Uh, it's some girl on a laptop? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is going on here? Okay, so Cannonball's back from space, but he's not an X-Men anymore. He's an Avenger. And Roberto, I mean, what, how come he's not an X-Men? Well, he goes by Citizen V now. Oh, I did not know. In the Thunderbolts? No, he's he's on the U.S. Avengers. He runs the U.S. Avengers. Uh, seems so ethnocentric. So so nation <laughs> nation centric. U.S. Uh, I was I did actually like Red. I was like, all right, yeah, I want to read his. Oh, it got canceled. <laughs> hey, he got six issues. It was it was immensely popular. That's a shame. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Like uh, anyway, I read Venom Inc. Also. Okay. Venom Inc. Alpha. Okay. Uh, this one is uh, the downside is it's written by Dan Slott and Mike Costa, um, but the upside it's about Venom. I like that, and it's about Eddie Brock and Flash Thompson kind of fighting over Venom. And at the end of this issue, okay, spoiler alert: there's a bunch of Venom uh, characters or people who are getting infected with Venom, kind of like Venom Bomb from uh, Bendis's second run of Mighty Event or second Mighty Event, and they're getting infected and they're forming a street gang. And Flash Thompson got into this formula that made him turn into anti-agent. Anti-agent Venom. Okay. Yeah, not anti-Asian Venom. Anti-Agent Venom. Yes, I get that. Yeah, yeah. So, look, the suit looks cool, but are you interested in that? Who, me? Yeah. No, 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 no. (laughs) Are you? No. 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 It was very difficult for me to pick up the Venom run. Venom's one of my favorites. But that leads me to this good news. (laughs) I heard that, and you confirmed. Yes. That Dan Slott's run on Amazing Spider-Man will come to a close probably issue 800, right? Issue 800. 800? Oh, yes. Yes. I am so excited. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think his run started out with with Brand New Day. It was was like a a fresh start. He got to introduce uh, some new characters. He was on a writing team with Brand New Day. Yeah. It was a rotating writing. And I think he... Well, I think he did a, a pretty good job, and I think he did a good job with Superior Spider-Man. Yes, I will agree with that. He did an excellent job. With- and, and you know, I've told you before, I've said this, you leave the party before it's over. <laughs> and I think the party has, has just been over for a little bit. He hasn't left. And you want to leave You want to leave on a good note. You want to leave on a high note. And, you know, Chris Claremont, he left at, when X-Men was selling 8 million copies. 8 million copies! And he left. Like that, you leave at the peak. You don't leave when it's it's going down and people are are done with you. So it'll be good for for somebody else to get their hands on Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. So okay, why don't you fill me in? Why don't you tell me what's going on with the resurrection of Jean Grey, and then I'll tell you it based on yours. Okay. Uh, so it, the the event, the miniseries, the five issue miniseries is called Phoenix Resurrection Dash. The return of Jean Grey. So it kind of tells you in the title <laughs> what's going to happen. The beginning <laughs> and the end. <laughs> so the beginning is the Phoenix is back, and the end, oh, Jean is back. <laughs> so if you want to save twenty five bucks or twenty bucks or whatever, there you go. <laughs> <clears throat> but anywho, uh, basically, the you know we're on issue three. The three issues that have come out is. 
there's this this teenage maybe the young 20s uh waitress named jean and uh her whole world is comprised of these characters that resemble dead x-men you got thunderbird and multiple man cyclops caliban all kinds of these characters are inhabiting her world uh but she's experiencing these different things um they're related to the phoenix uh, as in the last issue issue three uh she's in a a space craft and she the radiation is coming and she's about to die and she crashes in jamaica bay uh, which is all stuff that happened to the original phoenix um so that whole thing is kind of going on but then she also meets a guy that fixes her car named mr patch which is wolverine well we all know that wolverine is alive in in the marvel universe now unless this takes place beforehand so mm-hmm. we're not really sure what what's kind of going on uh, she meets Magneto as well in uh, who we know is alive, but she meets him in a diner and then an old the old school version of Magneto shows up in the present. So, you know, that mystery has not been solved. But in the meantime, uh, Kitty Pride, uh, the you know, the greatest X-Men leader of all time, has has gathered all the X-Men groups and some some uh, outliers together because there's th- these different psychic disturbances happening all over. And all the psychics in the X-Men world have been knocked out. Cable to uh, Psylocke and, and uh, Rachel Summers and all that stuff. They've all been taken off the board. So she splits them into teams and they go to investigate these different areas. Um, and then they go to Jean Grey's grave and the grave is empty. Her casket is open and, and she's not in there. Uh, so Kitty decides to go to Emma Frost. Emma Frost tells them that Jean Grey is back, and she is in uh, New Mexico. So all the X-Men get together and head to New Mexico, and there's this giant glowing orb with a door, and they decide to go in, and the issue ends. <laughs> that's issue one, or that's... That's issue three. Okay, okay. So does that sound like a story you want to read? Um, You know, the whole... I don't know. I find it intriguing, you know. But the whole, all the psychics are in comas or knocked out and then everybody, you know, like uh, living a parallel life um, with all these dead X-Men. You know, that, that that has way too many questions that aren't going to be answered. Right? Well, I don't, maybe, maybe this is more, maybe the title Phoenix Resurrection is going to lead to more resurrections than just hers. Well, I mean, why would there only be X-Men or mutants surrounding her that are dead? You know what I mean? And then also, what? does this mean it's heaven? Like, they've already established, like, the afterlife. Remember when they went and got Kurt back from heaven yeah. and all that yeah. kind of stuff? So it was all these questions that, you know, uh, no, I'll skip it. You just let me know when she's back and we're good to go. <laughs> but, I mean, there is an X-Men Red team coming out, in that, and supposedly it's going to be Jean Grey leading it, right? Yeah, Jean is running the show, so we know that she returns. But I, I think the, you know, how we get from A to B is the question. You know, I'm intrigued by it. I think you said the exact the exact word that I was feeling. I'm intrigued. Issue two was the best so far. Carlos Pacheco was on art. And so everything just looked, it was just beautiful. It was nice and clean. The colors were vibrant. Uh, issue one was um, uh, Lionel Yu. Oh, and it was... I like him. Oh, I, It was kind of rushed and messy. And, huh. and, I don't know. and then this last issue, I don't know, was a couple of the panels were just, they looked like zombie people, but they weren't zombies it was weird <laughs> so i don't know so we'll see what issue three you know four and five bring 
But uh, I'm kind of intrigued to this because it was kind of cool to see Cyclops alive and, and seeing Jean at the door. And, and Multiple Man is mowing her yard, but he's also mowing the yards of everybody in the neighborhood at the same time. And, and that kind of stuff was cool. And, you know, how are they going to make sense of this? I I'm definitely want to find out. Well, actually, when you go into the details like that, it does sound more enjoyable. And especially because this book is definitely, it's how we get there and it's not what's going to happen. I, I like those kind of things, like the journey type. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I am more interested than I thought. Yeah, if, if all else, you know, definitely probably pick it up in trade and see it. I'll tell you, the book that came out last week that really kind of knocked my socks off, and I didn't tell you about this, like, okay. don't prep for this or whatever, but Rogue and Gambit, number one. I was going to pick that up, but I was like, you know, I don't know if that's going to last. It was good? Well, it's only five issues. It's a limited series. Oh, okay. But it was, it was like mid-90s X-Men goodness. It really? was really fun. The art. What the art wasn't 100, it wasn't like a Cubert Brothers, sure. but I think it was like 85 out of 100. So it was good. It had it opened up with this huge scene of all the best moments of Rogan Gambit's um, relationship together. So it went from the basketball game they were playing in the early 90s X Men to the trial of Gambit to it was so there was lots of continuity in it. There was a fun danger room battle sequence and. Something happens in the story where the Gambit and Rogue are put together and they have to go on this adventure. I'm like, wow, this is really, this is like nostalgic fun, but it wasn't, it didn't seem like they were trying. Like X-Men Blue and X-Men Gold, when those were released, they said, yep, we're trying to redo all the old stories that you know and love. And they, and you could just tell like, oh, you're trying way too hard. This is just terrible. Rogue and Gambit, it's looking at nostalgia, but coming up with a new story involving the nostalgia and and i i felt like i was on my bicycle right into the comic book store to pick up this issue and it was fun i really enjoyed rogan gambit number one i will i will have to give that a, a read then. well i don't see you and i we got in comics at different times and we have different you know things that we hook on with the past so yeah, I don't know if but this enjoy is, it. this is one of those things that, that it's it's a it's a very low commitment to me like to mm -hmm. read one issue and to get a sense of what you liked just to learn a little bit more about you and your tastes I would definitely okay we'll go for it <laughs> yeah 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 well that's cool I yeah, uh, what, what else are you reading that's good? um I'm not reading a whole lot that's good <laughs> but I am reading you know I'm reading uh I'm reading all the X well not all, but most of the X Men books I'm reading those. Is Astonishing still good? I'm one issue behind. Ooh, but I like seven came out on Wednesday and I haven't read it yet. But I did read up to six. And okay. up to six was good. Okay. It was it took me somewhere I wasn't expecting. So that was I like to be surprised, you know? Yeah. And like it's, good it's, surprise. The art is that still Jim Chung or not? It's a different artist every every oh, issue. Okay. So I don't know if you like that or not. Eh, yeah. But you said you were reading so much, so many books. What what all are you reading? Okay, so I've been catching up. Uh, I'm caught up on on amazing. Actually, I'm one issue behind with the the Venom stuff. I'm caught up on Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider. Oh, I didn't know you were reading that. Yeah, I'm caught up on that. So I think issue twelve. It's okay. It's um, it is not Peter David's best writing, but it has Ben Riley and it has Kane, and it has that kind of out there feel that X Factor had. Like it'll bring you out. It doesn't have a full cast. I, I really liked Peter David's X Factor that had a full, um. So I'll, I'll keep I'll keep going on that. It's way more accessible to me than the twenty nine. Okay. So um, Captain America, um, Wade and Samney. 
Oh, I'm, really? Yeah, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying that. I've read the three issues that came out. It's nothing spectacular, but it's heartfelt. And that's what I like for Captain America. It's not like, uh, it's not like, uh, what's Remender's Captain America, you know, like Dimension oh, Z. Dimension like, Z. Yeah, I did not like Goodness <laughs> gracious. That seems like yesterday, but it was so long ago. <laughs> <sighs> so um, I'm actually cutting back on all my Bendis books because it's like, well, if he's not going to continue, the point. Um, so I haven't read past Defenders number two. Um, I probably will read Jessica Jones up until Bendis is done. Um, one, one book that really astounded me. This book was amazing. It was the Marvel 2-in-1 number one. Oh, I got it, but I haven't read it yet. Dude, that is a good book. That is a good book. Good. I don't know if it's going to continue to be good, but... <laughs> It's, it was like, oh, man, like, it really plucked at my heartstrings. I was like, yeah, these like, what happened to the family? It's the Fantastic Four book without the Fantastic So Hopefully they'll be back. Yeah, but I think that this would be a good setup. Like, it it's meaningful. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing. Let me run this by you. So okay. Fantastic Four has been gone for a while. And, uh, you know, Tom Brevoort's, you know, kind of his answer to there being no book is, you know, you didn't buy it when it was out and now you all you're all clamoring for it now so do you think that when fantastic four when fantastic four comes back it'll be a title that you'll give a try uh yeah i I, i've liked fantastic four for like i read it when i was there um i read it before the hickman run um mark millar's run hickman um fraction picked it up after that that would that run wasn't as good um but still i'm i'm very interested in that family dynamic you know yeah so I would definitely, um, I think it's one of those more wholesome books. Mm-hmm. And so like that tries to teach a lesson or at least when you read it, you expect them to, to say, okay, this stands for, you know, I kind of expect that with yeah. Captain America, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four. Yeah. You know, when I think, you know, I, I told you before that I get comics for my nieces and nephews and I get a black Sharpie and I, you know, I color in yes. shorts on Thylock and stuff like that, but. I found that with the books that I give the kids, for the most part, Fantastic Four is the one I have to edit the least. Right. You're right. It's a little more family wholesome without being kiddish. Right. And I, I think of that it's not, it's not, it's that way because they say they're, in my opinion, they're saying there are family values in this and that's the point of story. Not that we're trying to push an agenda or push family values on you, but that the love that these four people have with their kids also, that transcends any any problem that they can, that they're going to, you know, and it, it shines. Yeah. I agree. Would, do you think it would be dependent upon the creative team or you're just going to do whatever Fantastic Four comes out? I will try it with whatever creative team. Um, but then if it gets too wonky, you know, I'll probably, I, I could, I could see myself leaving it. Mm-hmm. It's not a, like they, you like the characters, but they're not those characters that you just can't live without. He's not Peter Parker. Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, if they did something that didn't matter, like I wasn't a fan of what Hickman necessarily did with Fantastic Four in the beginning. And I wasn't a fan, but it always kept coming back to, in my opinion, like this family, you know, Okay, Reed is off doing this. He was hiding that from uh, Sue, but it, it was brought up. Why were you hiding this? What were you doing? You know, and oh, I'm preparing for the family, and you know that kind of stuff. Um, Fraction, I felt like when he took over the book, it was more like crazy cosmic adventures. Well, that's not that's not what I'm looking for in a Fantastic, you know? Yeah. So um, I have been reading Moon Knight. It has been pretty bad. <laughs> 
Um, I, I think I've read three issues of this run. I feel really bad saying it's not good because the guy, I, the preface or the, the letter page, the guy said his dream is to write Moon Knight. It's not to write Marvel books. It is to write Moon Knight. Like, I see what he's doing, but I'll give it one more storyline. If what, once, what's once we name? get... What? What's his name? Um... I don't. I don't know off the top. Of my, let me look it up here. Moon Knight. Because I, I, I think he kind of on Twitter, <laughs> saying some crazy stuff about his fans. <laughs> really? Some maybe crazy wasn't the right word. It's Max Bemis. Yep. Yeah, what, he's. What was he saying? saying? Some. We can talk about it off air. I don't want to get too, too, uh, too, too uh, off, off kilter. But okay, like he was saying bad stuff about the people that liked him, his fans, or Moon Knight. Fans. Um. Yeah, just uh, some wild stuff. I mean, you don't you don't usually bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah, you know. Well, I so. feel I feel bad for him because it is his dream, and I understand. Like, if he's trying to tell a story, it's not bad. It's just it, it's very strange. It seems to be more Egypt and less street level. You know, like the Egypt thing to me okay. is the back. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man. This has been a crazy, like, I'll read it and say, oh, that's really good. And then I'll read the next issue and be like, what is going on here? Like, you know, <laughs> it seems too jokey, but then it, like, it seemed to me like not an ongoing storyline, but it is definitely an online. Like, it has been an ongoing storyline for, I think it's been like eight or nine issues I've read. Um, I like that the Human Torch is in it, but it really ties into that uh, family business uh original graphic novel that they did with spider-man and how like did you read that one is that the one with the sister and the kingpin yes so like the sister is like a major character and it's it's starting to get less street level at first it was like all right this is the street level book it's a little bit goofy but now it's like less street level like hey let's put wings on her and now she can fly and now she's a super spy and now she can you know it's like no, 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 no. Not everybody you run into can just be a super, you know? Yeah, you know. Um, there was a heartfelt issue with, um, I, I think it's Kubert, Kubert, Andy Kubert doing the art, so that's good. Um, oh, man. Beautiful. There was a filler issue, uh, a filler artist where um, Spider-Man and J. Jonah Jameson like, kind of sit down and have a talk uh, like over dinner. That, I really liked that issue, even though it was a fill-in artist. Um, it was it was pretty good until the last couple pages. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other ones I'm reading are... You're reading a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's exciting. It is exciting, yeah. I, I haven't caught up on Spider-Man, like Miles Morales Spider-Man yet. I'm probably five issues behind on that. I will catch up. The Punisher, surprisingly, surprisingly, I'm okay with him in the war machine armor why do you say surprisingly because to me i wouldn't be i wouldn't be on board with that i would not like that like it's just ridiculous over the top i'm not sure i like his characterization but what the guy is doing with his character and with the war machine armor it makes sense like he's in another country and he's taking out these bad guys it's pretty cool fun so i'll I'll stick with that and they already said like okay you got to give the armor back when you're done this mission (laughs) and so we'll see how that goes well now who's they because i'm not reading this book um it is um it's nick fury jr okay yeah nick jr i love that (laughs) (laughs) um okay and so i think the only other ones i'm reading um i read an old spider-man annual that was okay i read an old punisher annual from october that was awesome 
it was it was really good. Um, the art was like very street level, very gritty, almost scribbly. Um, and the payoff at the end, I was like, oh, he's gonna do this, and he did it. It was great. <laughs> um, I think it was. Is it Jerry Conway or Gary? Conway? Um, I'm gonna say jury. Jury. Yeah. Okay. All right. He wrote it, and I thought he did a really good job. So that was awesome. Uh, it's the one with the like the Punisher, the Scarecrow, with the Jack O' Lantern on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last couple things I've read, which have kind of been a waste of time, um, but it's kind of like I'm this far into it. Why not? It's Punisher versus Daredevil. So I've read issues one through four, and that's a five issue series. That's it's just horrible. It's not good at all. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, and. Uh no, Punisher Deadpool. What did I say? It's Punisher Deadpool. Oh, you said Punisher Daredevil. Yeah, it's Punisher Deadpool. Um, okay. Yeah, that's just a waste of and then Deadpool versus Old Man Logan. Now this I am three issues in and the art is the story oh. is so dumb. But the <laughs> art is amazing. So Who who's the artist, you know? Um I know Declan Shelby is writing Deadpool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking this up. I apologize. Uh, Mike Henderson. Hmm. I wonder what else he's done. I have to look him up. Yeah. So now the cover art is by Declan Shalvey, and that's good. But anyway, yeah, give it a give it a peek next time you go into the LCS. Uh, flip through it at least. It grabs your attention. You said it's Mike Henderson, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, I'll try and see what what else he's been up to. What's Mike been up to? I mean, come on, come on. So I, that that's pretty much it. Um, I I feel like if if I can hang with those, um, if I can catch up on all those, <coughs> pardon me, then I'll try to catch up on my next ones to to do are Daredevil and Old Man Logan. Oh man, I'm I think I'm uh, 19 issues behind on Old Man Logan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do I do I still consider myself reading that title? I, I I read three I read three issues of Old Man Logan, and then on Daredevil, I think I read six issues when it re you know when it rebooted from Secret. War. So it looks like Charles Soule is still on that book. So it it may be it may be worth it. Yeah, and and uh, so often now, probably ninety five percent of the books are really written for the trade. You know, we have to have it. Right. You know, so even if your story is only two issues, we need it needs to be six issues for the trade. Well, see, that's one thing I like about the uh, the Captain America book. It doesn't seem like that. No, there may be an overarching thing, but each issue seems to be okay and anyway, go on. I- no, that's 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 how it should be. You know, you would just pick up the book and and stuff would would just flow naturally. I don't feel like the comics has have as much of a natural flow as they used to. So I find that when I get behind on a book and then I can binge 10, 10 issues of it, I, I get a lot more out of it and it makes a lot more sense than to just, you know, okay, well, this ended on a weird spot, but I guess it makes sense for the trade. I'll wait, you know, 30 days until I read the next one. Right, right, yeah. Um, oh, last thing before we go, because I got a jet. Uh, I am one issue behind on Runaways. I forgot about that. I'm actually really enjoying them. Are you watching the show too? No, I am not. Uh, are you? Yeah, we finished it uh, last night. No, two nights ago. The whole season? Yeah, it was just ten episodes. Is it worth watching? Is it worth getting Hulu? Well, you can get a thirty-day free trial. But is it worth? Oh, oh, yeah. I thought it was really good. Cool. I mean, there's there's definitely parts you don't care for, or things that aren't adapted. Like you know, they should be in the comic book. Right. Sure. But, but I liked it. Jennifer really enjoyed it. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, and anything else before uh, we take off? 
Uh, it was just announced today that New Mutants, the movie, has been delayed by 10 months. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, so it won't be coming out until 2000. It was supposed to come out in April. Now it's coming out in 2019, and it's being speculated it's because it's not scary enough. What? But I'm posturing if the Disney purchase of Fox is complete by that time, will it even come out? Right, yeah. Dun, dun, dun! Oh, that's crazy. All right, so uh, next time we'll, we'll touch on if there's any more cancellations or any more lineup changes, and I'd love to hear about your cryptocurrency and also uh, what other what other titles you're reading and if anything uh any other crossovers or anything are, are up uh cord we'll see how that goes um all right well i think that's it this is the m6p visit our website the m6p.com uh follow us on twitter at the m6p uh you can email us at m6plc at gmail.com you can also look us up on facebook at facebook.com slash the m6p as well as all social media like YouTube and Instagram under the M6P. We are sponsored by DCB Service, discount comic book service, dcbservice.com. Go there and and pre-order all your single issues and get 40%. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. For all of your Office Depot and Office Max needs, check them out. You get a year-long, a lifetime, I'm sorry, a lifetime membership to Community Retail Partnership, which will give you up to 80% off all of your purchases through Office Depot and Office Max. Check them out at crpsavings.com. We're also sponsored by Michael Web Solutions, which is a wonderful site and resource for having the best website, internet, uh, traffic flow, all that good stuff. Michael Web Solutions will help you out. michaelwebsolutions.com. And lastly, The Marvelous Box. You can check them out at themarvelousbox.com. For $25, you get over $100 of great Marvel graphic novels sent directly to your door. Um, this month, for uh, for this quarter's box, every box will contain at least one Marvel Epic collection. Uh, so the value right there in that collection pays for the entire subscription. So check it out, $25 a month. It's a great deal, themarvelousbox.com. All right, and until next time, this is the M6P. The M6P.